You're listening to the Styling Advisory Podcast, the only show exploring the business of personal styling and how stylists are helping retailers to personalize customer experiences. We're interested in how styling leaders have built a successful business and what retailers are doing to capitalize on the styling client community. If you're a personal stylist currently avoiding doing the marketing activity on your to-do list today, schedule your tea and chat with founder and host Sarah Cohen via the website. Welcome, Coco Louise. Yay! <laughs> How exciting. You know, it's so funny for for the listeners, I just wanted to let them know that we um we caught up earlier in the week to have a chat and just um, like I normally do with my podcast guests, just to get an understanding of your journey and um, pick out any of the really um, interesting stories that I'd like to share with everyone. And it was so funny, for, um, you're such a successful personal stylist and you've had a personal styling suite in Melbourne, a beautiful, you know, um, physical space. Um, you're an international stylist. You've travelled, you know, you've been working in the Middle East, I know. So many clients, so many fabulous opportunities. And yet it was really funny when I asked you questions about your marketing strategy and what's worked and what's not. You gave such an artistic, <laughs> philosophical response. And I thought, you know what? That's really what I wanted to share with everyone today. Yes. Okay. Well, it's so funny because, yes, every time someone asks me that question, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> marketing. Um, well, but it's so interesting because uh, as well, when we were talking about it and I was thinking about it the other, just this morning and I was like, oh my goodness, like I say, I don't do marketing, but yes, I guess like we said, every day is, is marketing. You're marketing yourself in many different ways. You don't even realize, right? Yeah. Um, like Instagram, I don't even realize I'm doing it half the time, but I do get personal guests from Instagram and I'm like, oh, okay. So it is actually a marketing, but I don't do any marketing. And, uh, other than that, I guess. And on purpose, should we say? On purpose. That's, <laughs> that's it. Because I, not at all. Uh, because I, I was saying, I just love, 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 love word of mouth and I think it's the most powerful marketing tool out there and it really brings me so much joy too like I get so much out of it knowing that my personal guests are coming from word of mouth that means mm. my other guests were happy with my work and that just lifts me up as a person more than knowing, oh, I could have got that from Google. Like, I don't want that. I, I, it's, it's just something that I don't feel gives me that, um, you know, the feeling of going, ah, I've made it. I've done it. I've, I've done it. It, it, it. For me, doing it away with advertising or yeah. something like that just doesn't give me that joy. I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat. I don't know why. And I love that discreetness too. And I guess with my service, I don't think I even have the capacity, uh, if that's the right word of saying it, to actually book in as many as I can in a month. It doesn't work that way for me too. So I guess advertising would be just too much. <laughs> what a great answer. I'm going to unpack that. Um, firstly, I love the fact that you call clients your guests. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, they are my guests. So they come into my styling suite and I treat them as a, as a guest walking into my home, which is personal. It's very personalized. It's very intimate. You know, there's a lot more than just a quick three-hour session in out. It's it's personal. We sit down together. We have a coffee. We chat. I serve them food. I, you know, it's they're my guests. 
So there's a lot of love and attention um, that's involved as well. So. so I know that you are not doing any marketing or branding on purpose, but I think this is hilarious because the simple use of the word guest is what I would call a brand clue. It's something, it's a little, it's a branded little nugget, a little accessory, a little sizzly something that tells people a little bit about who you are. The, the, the choice you made to call your clients guests is clever. I know you weren't doing it on purpose, but no. it is incredible. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but it is, it's beautiful. And do you think then, to your earlier point about, um, about, trying to attract clients um, through advertising and through other marketing means. Um, I wonder if you think that stylists have the propensity to to focus so much on attracting more, 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 like more clients, more web traffic, more email subscribers, that perhaps it leaves less time for the actual work, the actual experience of serving a client? Yes, that's such a good point. That's something that I'm very, very, it, that, just, that just hits so close to my heart. I don't know why, <laughs> but I find that like, that's so important for me personally as well. Some people might not feel that it's important for them. Some, you know, everybody has their way of working. Everybody has their way of expressing. Everybody has, their, you know, everyone's different, right? So for some, they might just want the in out thing. They don't probably want to be too personal. Maybe they can't emotionally handle it too so that's something that's quite you know interesting some people don't have the have it to be able to to manage all that emotion and depth and they just want to get the job done in, in out and you know I respect that of course but there's some like myself who um I can't I can't do that I can't do that do it that way I feel like I really need to offer each and each and every individual my all um they come to me personally as well for a reason I need to get the job done correctly I need to give them my time I need to give them my attention I need to make sure we get it right as well I don't want it to be just a three hour and then that's it you know we've done the shop no you know there's more to it there's depth you know you can't you can't solve a problem like this as well you know there's it's deeper than that when you go to see a therapist you see them for I don't know a year sometimes sometimes it's just forever you know because there's always it's deeper. You have to really go inside and it's the same with image. It's, it's a lot more than just the outside. So I feel everyone deserves a bit of that time and, Mm. you know, be able to grow and build the journey as well. So I guess with my service as well, it is a lot more, it's time, it's more time consuming, but it's also a lot more deeper on that level as well. So the, how I offer my services. So I feel like I can't just keep bringing everyone in and out. (laughs) It's not a volume game, essentially. Um, And, you know, so would you consider yourself to be an empath or are you just someone that is that feels feels happy to sit in that energetic space and be able to hold space for your client? I'm definitely an empath (laughs) and it's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes it's a struggle. I go through it, you know, after having like uh, a full month of, you know, weeks after weeks, this week is my sort of uh, healing week yeah. for me. There's a lot more that I, I try and structure 
it being virtual or, you know, uh, virtual shopping is this week. So that's where I actually have the time to just re-energize and recharge because emotionally it affects me so much. Like I would just start bursting out and crying and I'm like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I need to jump in the ocean, which I did this morning. (laughs) Oh, good on you. Well, I didn't jump in the ocean because as I've told you, terrified of sharks, but I was listening to a podcast about the healing abilities of crystals and I've never, I've never understood the, the, um, I guess the science behind it. And, but, but as, as similar to you being an empath, a gift is that we can connect on a, on a much deeper level with people because we feel their emotions. We feel their pain. We can be in there with them. But the downside is that if you don't know how to protect yourself or build yourself back up, it can be draining because you're experiencing the same thing they are, which is why I think a lot of stylists as individuals are called to this profession because they are able to hold that space. That's what, that's their talent. Absolutely. It's true. And that's, there's a lot, there's so much beauty and art that comes out of that, right? Because you're actually being able to express with them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that is really hard to communicate with the typical forms of social media and digital marketing content. And this is why I find it fascinating. It is very hard to communicate in an ad, let's say, or in a lead magnet, the fact that you will literally bleed when they bleed. Like you will feel their pain when they feel pain. That type of connection and safety and vulnerability is so powerful and so real. And it's very hard to communicate unless you are an incredible wordsmith if you're not a specialist in in articulating um, your your feelings in in written word, it's bloody hard. How do I pick a Canva template that tells people that I'm literally going to feel their pain? Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. They'll think you're crazy too. Like, whoa, okay, she's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is when I got off the phone from you, I was like, you are such an artist, and and. It, it is a wonderful reminder to everyone listening that there are a million formulas and tactics and strategies when it comes to marketing, sales, positioning your business, brand, client acquisition, retention, all that sort of stuff, all the fancy words, it's all there. But honestly, my concern is that as a, as a collective of artists like yourself, some of us have lost the ability to tap into our art form, our creativity, because of the pressure that we experience looking around at what everyone else is doing and fearing that it is not enough to be an artist. Yeah, so true, so true. And you know what? If someone says they've never gone through that, I don't believe it. <laughs> well, maybe they haven't, and I really hope they haven't because it's 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 really hard. And I've been through that. I guess naturally, especially today's world, social media drives me crazy. You know, and. Even like today, I'm like, oh my God, get off my phone. Like it's it's one of these weeks where I just simply cannot because everything's just draining you and you just, you know, especially when you're feeling in that moment. And it's so natural. There was a time, a long time ago where I was looking left, right and center. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my gosh, I need to, to up my game. I need to get out there. I need to sell myself. I need to market myself, et cetera. And how this person's doing it, how that person's doing it. Nothing came out natural. <laughs> it wasn't bringing me anything. And then I realized I just had to pull my head out of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like stop looking because it's driving you crazy. You're trying to be someone you're not. You're trying to 
prove what, what are you trying to prove? What are, who are you trying to be? It wasn't getting me anywhere. So I had to stop that completely, <laughs> completely stop looking at my feed, stop looking at other people's stories, everything like that. And just focus on me, who I am, what I do, what I love, my passion, believes, believing in me as well, because you stop believing in yourself when you start looking at how amazing everyone's life is and how successful every stylist is. <laughs> For the listeners, we just made a face. Yeah. <laughs> We're calling bullshit. Yeah. Thank you. I tried not to say bullshit, but <laughs> that's my bullshit face. <laughs> it's in every industry. Everyone, it, it, there, there is a lot of bullshit, which unfortunately our rational brain knows, but our nervous system kicks into gear and thinks, oh, fuck everyone else is doing brilliantly I am not I'm the only yes. one that's not doing well yeah. and that is and it, rubbish yeah you drive yourself crazy and you, and you believe it we were speaking about the power of the mind how insanely amazing it is yeah we believe that so we bring ourselves down so we block every single incredible door that's opened to us in our face yeah. we're shutting the doors in front of it because we're believing all this stuff right so yeah. You just have to snap out of that and start no like yes these mantras things that you say to yourself is so important because it helps believe in yourself take the time off to actually like block everything else and let everything come in and it does and then you start realizing who you are you know you create content around what you enjoy doing like you know you you do the way you want to do it you know you bring in the people that way too because they can feel your authenticity from that so I think it's really important. What they're feeling sometimes is it's a nervous system. It's, I mean, Talia, um, um, a lot of you would know, um, she's a clinical psychologist, beautiful friend of mine and, and a, a partner with the Styling Advisory for the Connection Program. And she has sort of enlightened all of us about the, the undeniable power of the nervous system and what's happening on an unconscious level, on a subconscious level, when we're looking at other people and when we're thinking about how we should present ourselves in business and I I have to I have to say I think you just need to find a way of being okay with being an outlier of saying to yourself okay I can see that the majority of people are doing this mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right for me it that doesn't mean that I'm not as smart as talented as you know I don't have the same potential for success or what have you it just means we need to get to a place of saying it's okay if I'm doing things differently, yes. there is no right or wrong. Really, there, there's no, yes. there's, there's no yes. right answer. And I wanted to say it's funny because when people will probably, they'll listen to this podcast and if they don't know you already, they'll go onto your Instagram and your videos are exceptional. Everything is so polished and so beautiful and so natural. And I have to laugh at the anecdote you shared about your initial stages of, of, of working through the nerves to be in front of the camera, doing a downward dog and yeah. your ventral and asthma inhaler trying to calm down. Sweating, shaking. <laughs> the sweat breaks out too, and it's on the face. It's like all here. I'm like, what is this mustache sweat? Like it's horrific. <laughs> and everybody sees it. <laughs> yes. So what, what how did you how did you go from mustache sweat to looking so confident on camera? <laughs> I should say upper lip because like, <laughs> no. do you know what? Work? I had mine lasered off. I, I, I think it's really important that we're all real here. Okay. Talk about the moustache. 
Well, I, I tried to have mine lasered off too. They removed that. Anyway, oh my God. I'm they removed a mole. Yeah, yeah, but it came back. It was like a miracle. It was like, because <laughs> it was so not me without it. It was, oh my God, it was horrific. And I'm like, never again. So oh I just, my God. Anyway. <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Getting back to how did you, how did you get from, from that to feeling and, and looking so natural on camera and everything looks like so easy. I love how people say that to me too. Oh, that, that was all the mustache talking. <laughs> it was, things have gone um, awry is all what I'll say. <laughs> Um, what you I love you. Um, we can be clumsy together. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I've always, actually, I've always wanted to be able to have that uh, uh, confidence in front of camera. I, no matter what, we all still, I still get nervous um, every now and then. And even speaking in front of so many people, I love it. I want to do it because it makes me nervous as well. But I really enjoy it. The buzz after is so great. But um, after doing all these downward dogs, I still do them sometimes <laughs> when I'm nervous. <laughs> and I was saying to you naked too because I get really hot and I don't want to stress <laughs> before I get on. So I'm like butt naked <laughs> in my underwear juice, right? And I'm like doing downward dogs before I go live or anything like that. But you manage because it's kind of like you have to, right? You have to put yourself in a position that is so scary. <laughs> if yeah. you don't do it, you're never going to do it. But the second you press, like, for example, live, for me, live is such a great way of um, working, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, you're you're getting yourself used to it. So mm -hmm. practice. The second you go live, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You have no choice. And that really helped me a lot. So I would just go press. Okay. Do after my down dog, go breathe in, take my ventilator, everything, press play. And all of a sudden people start coming on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like this. <laughs> One second. <laughs> and then you pick up the glass and you're like, duh, 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 shake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to pad my mustache. <laughs> never, put, never apply lipstick when you're so hot and like nervous either because they'll see it all. Anyway. So <laughs> but it, it makes you, it builds up confidence and then it naturally starts you actually, it, it, the more you do it, the more easier it, it, the easier it becomes and the more like natural it becomes. Like I still like on my lives do weird stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I flashed everyone the other day by accident because <laughs> I'm getting really excited with my tutu and I was like, oh God, I need to calm down. <laughs> like, you still do all these things. Nothing's perfect. And the best part of it is just allowing yourself to be you know the more I allow myself to express and be who I am on camera even when I'm filming reels the better it is the more I, I receive from it you know like positive um, if I'm not being myself when I first started doing all these things I try to do I used to try and do reels how everyone else was doing reels I used to try and go live how everyone else was going live and practice and practice and write things down. I, I never read what I'm going to say. I never look at what I'm going to, it just doesn't work that way for me because it makes me more nervous. Yes. Do you it, know, I think that but I'm, I must say I'm the same. Um, I think people that are naturally comfortable at like people that enjoy being in front of the camera or performing can, can feel at ease just talking from the heart. Um, my, um, I, I run a, a, vir a going virtual business 
program with the Style Corps um, and with Erin and Carla Mathis. And when the three of us, we, we, we put together this very, very comprehensive course to teach image professionals how to set up and launch their virtual services. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because in all of our trainings, um, Carla and I are like, let's just go. Like as soon as yeah. the camera's on, we can talk yeah. and connect. And Erin comically is like, it feels most comfortable when every single yeah. thing is written down. And we always laugh because, you know, we're, yeah. we're so different. Um, but I, th- the, I think the point I'd like to get across is you just have to acknowledge what you enjoy doing and what works for you and allow space for the creativity, whether that is a naked downward dog or I know you was you were doing you were um playing music the other day, weren't you? Yes, 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 yes. Music music is like my, my brings out everything in me. So but you know, it, it, everyone's different. Like you said, you have to follow what 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 brings it out of you, the creativity or the the mood or what boosts your just to make you feel good because it's hard. It's draining at times. You're like, oh my God, I don't have, I don't have it in me today. Music sparks me up. It changes me. And, and, and with my reels, I like find the music first. I'm like, what do I feel? What's, what, what's my mood today? Like, what is, what is it that I'm feeling? What am I showing today? If I'm going to show, you know, something that's very feminine and elegant, or am I going to show something that's very cool and street or, you know, what is it? And I play the music first. I listen to it. I, I hear the rhythm. I, I I play it all in my head, and it gets me going, you know. And I kind of just dance my way through. So, <laughs> and that makes me feel good because I'm dreaming, and that's that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me sort of. <laughs> oh my god, I love you so much. I have to tell you something after this. Remind me <laughs> because when I saw you do this, I'm like, oh, I do that too. Anyway, um, so <laughs> it's such that is the most beautiful. <laughs> phrase because I'm dreaming like oh I just want to squeeze you it's such a <laughs> it's so beautiful and it's life is hard enough Bus- running your own business is bloody hard and so hard. <laughs> if we if we let go of the creativity and the dreaming and the imagination and the beauty and the art far out we may as well just go and work in corporate nine to five you know um and it's interesting I I know also you you seem to have taken a path where you acknowledge something that you're frightened of or that you don't feel comfortable doing but then you really put yourself in a position to 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 learn um can you tell everyone about um (laughs) your experience at networking events (laughs) thank you (laughs) I know you're like just throwing me over (laughs) everybody listen up to this crazy person here (laughs) exactly this is bravery and this is again this is an individual's approach to dealing with this stuff and if everyone takes away one thing from this conversation and every conversation I have on the podcast is that there's no right or wrong way to build your business but the, the I think the only thing that is important is that you do find a way that you love that 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 energizes you the work that you all do with your clients is energy zapping enough because you're absorbing their you're giving them your energy and you're absorbing their pain and you're working with them to 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 really power them up which means that it doesn't leave a lot if you then spend the rest of the, the time that you have doing marketing activities that you don't like you will literally just be like an empty deflated balloon 
Yeah, so true. I just visualized all of us being <laughs> visual person. It's weird. Anyway, no, it's visual true. person. Take us back to the networking event. Okay, this was when I first moved to Melbourne. I think I think seven or eight eight years, maybe now. Anyway. It is interesting because you know how we as stylists as well help a lot of people step out of their comfort zone to something new and different. And we need to do the same thing. Everybody needs to do so. We all need to do the same thing in this world because like, otherwise you're just going to be a little hermit, you know, and not explore, right? Absolutely. Um, Nothing wrong with that (laughs) if you want to stay in and, but when I went to this networking, I was so scared. I've never been to one before. I was like, oh my gosh, what do you do here? This is so awkward. This is so weird. Um, I need to network in Melbourne. Da, 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 da. And naturally, I don't know. It doesn't, I, again, I don't think about half the things I'm about to do or do. I just do them. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I have a part of me that's a massive intro, that's a massive introvert. So I, I kind of step aside or whatever and but I don't ever step to the side. I think I'm going to step to the side. Instead, I go. To, I went to the center of the room. Because you, yes. I think, I think. Um, have you heard of introverted extroverts? Yes, ambivert. Ambivert. Uh, it, it's both. It's like I, I technically I am an introvert. You would never believe it, but uh, but it's just that we have the ability to just crack on and deal with it. <laughs> Yes, it's like in that in that moment in that process, you're like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, you're like, people think you're an extrovert. (laughs) Yes. So what did you went to the middle, the center of the of the room, the center of the conference room? Went to the center. Well, meanwhile, everyone was on the side and chatting away to each other in the side of the room. This is like big room, square room, and I went to the center of it, and I stood there and I said, "I'm not going to take out my phone, no matter what." And I didn't even grab a, a glass of wine at this stage, and I was nervous. And I just stood there with my bag, my thigh high boots, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "But you know, I did." Someone t- told me this once, years and years and years ago, because I remember my first fashion week ever. I was so nervous. And they said to me, don't do anything, but walk in, smile and observe the room. Mm-hmm. Observe it. Observe the people, the way they talk, the way they act, observe how they are with each other. You know, you're building who like you're sort of being able to then connect with the people this way as well. Connect with who you want to connect with by observing them and seeing who, which direction you want to go before you just go and start throwing yourself left, right, and center, wasting probably your time or speaking to, no, you need to, st- and that's pro- probably why I did do it. I went and I sat there and <laughs> took myself out of my comfort zone, just smiled, but observed everyone and everything around me. Then all of a sudden, all these people started coming, coming to me, you know, and I didn't mm. have to do anything. They just came to me. Well, you flowing. did. No, no, you did. You did. You did have to do something, which was something terrifying for you. Yes, true. <laughs> to sit in the epicenter of a room, dry. <laughs> No, no booze, no phone. Just yeah, <laughs> with my handbag, <laughs> with your handbag right, and your thigh yeah. high boots and some yeah. high hopes for connection. Yes, and that's what happened. So true. And you know what? It may not have brought me. And it's interesting, like going to these things. And we did say, like, it's a waste of time, is it? But it's kind of not because you're so, like, if someone is so scared of putting themselves out there in front of videos, cameras, people talking, networking, 
this is a good start for those who have never done it before or, or who are trying to build themselves. It's such a good start because the more you do these things, the more you're teaching yourself how to communicate who you are, how to communicate uh, with people and how to have that sort of like just that empowerment for your own self, the, you know, the confidence and that power to be able to, you know, approach and talk and explain what you do. And you learn how to have your pitch. You learn all that. Like, you know, it's, it's really, it's amazing. It's interesting. I love that you actually brought this to my attention because I never really sit back and think about these things. And you're like, Oh, wow. I have grown. (laughs) That is the most fascinating thing. One of the fascinating things about you is that to the untrained eye, this is all really strategic, like incredible um, advice and incredible action that that you are, it, for, for you it seems to be coming from just this heart-centred, like soul space, but it is in fact what people should do if they follow these steps, you know, um, ultimately building up your confidence and stepping out of your comfort zone so you can identify with the pain points of your client so you can learn to better communicate who you are and how you deliver your services differently, so you can learn how to um, fine-tune the messaging that you communicate um, and also how to find the the content format that works for you the best. It's, it's, all, it's all important stuff that you've done almost without realising it, I guess. You've just, yeah. you've just let yourself do it sort of almost unconsciously. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I think a lot of, even when it comes to marketing, a lot of this stuff is so unconscious. <laughs> and you're telling me, actually, you are doing this. Actually, you are. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I think I think there's things that we don't um, give enough credit for as well. You know, in, a, <clears throat> in an age where the more technical your sales funnel is, you know, the better, uh, you, people like yourself are a really beautiful example of the power of attention to detail, the power of energetically connecting with people in a genuine way, um, the power of focusing on that connection with the client more than anything else and allowing the power of that connection to refer more clients to you. It's a very, very interesting perspective just to show, you know, the other side of the coin, which is when you are doing things from your heart and you're doing them consistently. I know with you, you, the consistency is something like you are always looking beautifully. You've got an e-commerce side to your business. So you're always looking at products. You're working with clients. You're pulling beautiful stock. Everything you do is consistent, which is something that, you know, we don't just wake up one day and have a successful business. takes time, right? time energy and we we said that the other day right when we were like what did you ask me you asked if it was like uh when I think I said we a lot of us assume that success is this sort of a linear point where you go um oh oh my god I've made it today yeah I've made it I can (laughs) like yeah when's your like when's your point when's your and that's so it's so funny because I think a lot of people think that there is a point to, you know, success or there's a point to, you know, oh, you're so successful. Look at you. Like, it's like, (laughs) thanks. But, you know, maybe I'm successful in a point in some way for you're seeing this. Right. But for me, it's like an ongoing thing. There's my success is a different 
way of thinking or points than other people might have might see it right and and it's never ending because I'm passionate and we're talking about how passion is what keeps you going it's so hard and there's some days where you're like I'm not successful today like you said you wake up you're not feeling it you're feeling down you might not have a booking this month or next whatever you might not have but like the next month you're, oh, whoa, all of a sudden it's like nonstop ongoing blah, 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 success, but that's not success. That That's just like, you know, you, you have the momentum, you you know, you're building because there's always building, you know, and I don't think there's ever that end. So That's right. Because building by its very nature is, a, is an ongoing uh, construct. And the reason why I talk about the importance of bringing back creativity and enjoying what you do is because you will spend most of your life building whatever yes. it is. So you, we have to find the passion and the love in the building. And even for someone like you, I, I could look at without meeting you, without knowing you, I could look at all of your digital touch points. So Instagram, YouTube, your website and think, oh, wow, this, this, this person, they've, they've hit this particular pinnacle and everything must be so easy for them. They must just be like, you know, lying on a lounge chair with a cocktail um, thinking, Done it. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made it. I'd be so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I think you said something like, no, like I, there's always there's always more to do or things to do. Always. It's the 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 re the reason that we do what we do is because we enjoy the day to day of it, not because yes. we're desperate to just hit this particular marker. That's it. So we have to find the joy in it. Yes. You can't focus on the endpoint either. It's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> I yeah. think that slows down people. You cannot focus on the end point. Like just, like you said it too, focus on today, right? You need to focus on your day today, your, you know, your goals for today, your, you know, have, have, ha manifest. Yes. Have a, have a, you know, what you dream of having in the next whatever month, but there's no end point unless you're not passionate, unless you're doing this for a complete different reason. Mm don't know what it would be then I don't I don't think that's right for you I feel like whoever is in any creativity or anything that you do in life be passionate about it find a passion find something even if you know you're not sure what it is and why you're doing it find the reason why you're passionate about it and build on that what is it that makes you passionate about taking people to the shops exactly oh god exactly exactly I didn't like taking I never took people anyone to the shops <laughs> not even my you know, I do it for them because I couldn't find the passion in spending only three hours in, you know, quick in and out of shops. There was no passion for me in that at all. I didn't do it. This is such an important point. And if everyone listening thought for one second now, like paused the episode and thought, what am I most passionate about? What do I love? Like for me, what I love most is having conversations with people. I love learning. I love talking about marketing and I love having a laugh. So something like this for me is where yes. I get, is where I drive passion, not only for the podcast, but working with, uh, with stylists, you know, um, whereas, you know, as a marketer, you can have jobs where you are, you're not speaking to anyone and you're just doing a lot of typing, creating, you know, copywriting and so forth. Once you identify what it is you will love, like that you are essentially what you would do for free, then everything else, including your marketing mix, flows out of you because it's simple how do I just keep doing what I love and and being specific not just I love helping people but like 
you love helping people whilst having a hot dog or you love helping people in Thailand? Like let's drill it down a little bit more though. Yes, exactly. It's so true. Oh, I love you. (laughs) You're just so fantastic. Every word you say, I'm like, yes. I feel like I'm in the background going, yes. So I'm so proud. It's like hallelujah. <laughs> We're gonna start a revolution. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, but Coco Louise, you are fabulous. I love you. Thank you. You you are such a, such a beautiful example that people should go and have a look at. When you look at Coco Louise and all of the beautiful things that she creates, remember her dabbing her sweaty mo and realize <laughs> that everyone, everyone oh, no. is <laughs> everyone is frightened of trying new things you know I do what? it like this <laughs> yeah exactly just a delicate little dab we're all I'm frightened never I, get all <laughs> flustered. I can say this to you because you are so stunning and so elegant and so beautiful in your content I think it's important for all of us to remember we're, we're all just trying our best but you are yeah. an example of someone that takes your own internal kind of gut feel and advice and guidance on what to do and you focus on the stuff that is real yes it's important i love you my love thank you love you so much i love chatting with you next time i'll see you out (laughs) yeah we're gonna have a dinner we're gonna have a dinner or a lunch soon and we'll get emma um from shop share as well who loves you too so beautiful that would be so fantastic i can't wait (laughs) thank you my darling thank you so much i'll talk to you later (laughs) bye-bye you've been listening to the styling advisory podcast with sarah cohen If you're enjoying the vibe, you can join our community of styling experts at The Styling Advisory on Instagram and Facebook. And you can watch these interviews on our YouTube channel, Styling Advisory TV. Please be sure to rate, review and subscribe to our show so Sarah can spend more time on the mic.